When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, now, sorry, where was I going with that? Right, so NRL players, $11 million windfall. Isn't it good when you pull up, you, you pull on a pair of jeans yeah. more, and you find a 20 buck cash in your pocket that you didn't know you had? That's exactly what's happened. Isn't that a great feeling? Absolutely. Oh, it happened to me well, a few days ago. Oof. I think it was only a $10 note, and it's still good. You didn't know you had it. So you can times that by about yes. a couple of thousand. Yes. NRL players. So Tommy Turbo is basically, oh, what? 40000 just laid in my account. There's another fish and chip shop on the Northern Beaches. Oh, well, we need we need more because the really good one at Palm Beach is being closed oh. out and demolished. Disaster. Can you believe? Oh, no, it, mate, it's it's a big part of my life. Mm. Just to pull in there and make good fish and chips. Mm. Anyway, um, where was I going? Right, Money. now, what about a transfer system? Mm. So what we've heard recently, and, um, you know, Penrith have been very vocal in, in their... Um, thoughts about players being poached from them and on the back of Isaiah Katoa um, being taken away from the club to go to Redcliffe. Uh, but, you know, and Brian Fletcher spoke this morning uh, about that. Um, we might play his interview a bit later on. So if you want to stick around and listen mm-hmm. to that, Fletch was on with Matty White, right? So basically, Penrith, look, we, we have invested a lot of time in this kid. We've invested money in this kid. And that's what our pathway system is all about, to generate our homegrown products. But you can't have your cake and eat it too because so strong and rich is the Penrith pathway system that they have got too many bloody pieces in, in the pyramid, too many players. So Isaiah Katoa can't see a path forward because it's blocked. He's a half, right? Playmaker. Can't find a way through. Right, so where you know, where does he go? Is he going to bide his time for a number of years until just a, an opportunity comes up? Um, well, no, he's not. So suddenly a player that Penrith has produced needs to go elsewhere for an opportunity. I can totally understand it from the player's point of view. No way am I hanging around, even though you have developed me. I'm not hanging around for another couple of years or more, hoping to get my shot in first grade. But I can also understand from Penrith's point of view as well, the fact that let's say they've been nurturing this player from a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old, which I know they do, and it might be a five, six-year pathway for them, which I know it is, and someone else then, you know, takes the spoils. I want something for it. I want something for it. So should there be a fee that goes to that club? for a homegrown player who can't get a start there and someone else wants him. Yes, there should be. In my opinion, yes, there should be. How that's all structured, I don't know. And it may well work into the transfer system that may be introduced. So a lot of this has all got to tie together. And uh, Andrew Abdo, uh, he has spoken about that today. 
our current arrangements with the players, um, with broadcasters and with the club funding model, it moves in cycles. We're entering into a new cycle. 22, this, the end of the 22 season will represent the end of that cycle. So as we enter into the new period from 2023 onwards, we have an opportunity to have a new system in place. So I think things will be different from next year. What exactly they look like, I can't tell you just yet. So it's all tied together. It's all tied together. And that will fit with you know, a transfer system. And should other clubs be compensated uh, when someone they have raised and developed suddenly goes elsewhere? Um, so you can see two sides to the story. I, I get all that. But I think something needs to be done. If I develop something, let's say I plant a seed, a nice tree, a peach tree, and it yields this wonderful bounty of fruit 10 years down the track. And then someone comes and digs that tree up and takes it somewhere else. Because I've got an orchard full of these trees. <laughs> you get my point. Um, Daniel from Prairiewood. Nice text. So he says, G'day, Chris. Regarding the Isaiah Katoa signing by the Dolphins, I think it's a bit rich for the Panthers to cry foul over the fact that they've lost a junior. We're talking about an NRL club that has approximately 9,000 juniors in its ecosystem of its district and satellite academies. Not all of those juniors are going to fit into an NRL squad of 30 players. What would you have Katoa do? Sit in reserve grade for the next 10 years behind Luai and Cleary, who have a mortgage on the halves positions at the Panthers. This is the price of being a development club. Daniel from Prairiewood. Yeah, well put, mate. Well put. I couldn't have said it better myself. So you've got your development clubs, like your Penrith Panthers, and you've got your recruitment clubs, um, like others, okay. So like Melbourne. Can I just pull you up there? Because I've heard you say two different things. I've mm-hmm. said you think Penrith deserve to some sort of compensation. Some sort of compensation. Yes, I for do. Developing juniors. I agree with you on that. I think Daniel is saying there that he they doesn't shouldn't. agree with that. Right. That okay. he thinks that's they've fallen into a nice position where they have more players coming through their junior pathway system than say the Sydney Roosters. Mm. And therefore, they shouldn't be compensated for that. Well, I disagree. Yeah. Disagree. Disagree. Uh, it's not our uh, fault. Well, it, it's not our fault that we have such a great pathway system with so many people, youngsters, turning into quality footballers because we have built those. Mm. You know, it's like a successful business. We we suddenly have so much produce. A farmer, someone has to pay for that. Well, that would be my answer to Daniel. And Daniel's put forward a very good point there. I can see where he's coming from. But the point I would make counter to that is exactly what you've said there. It's not a coincidence that Penrith have the strongest junior system, I would say, in the competition at the moment. And the Roosters have gone about trying to expand what is a smaller um, sort of junior comp that they have. They've created a connection with the Central Coast. They're trying to expand that footprint. But someone like Souths, they, you know... Mm. They've not then they're not got a bounty full of players coming through. So it'd be interesting to see if an incentivized system like a trade system like they have over in the States or a transfer system I'm not sure how a transfer system in terms of cash would work in terms of a salary cap competition because you wouldn't be able to reinvest that fee mm. in your squad unless say you were allowed to invest fifty percent or so of the cash that was paid to you for certain players, but yeah. You see, they they tried to, and I don't know if they still brought if it still exists, but a number of years ago they gave clubs dispensation in the salary cap 
for a long-term player. Let's say a well, player a who's it. a decade-long player. Let's say an Adam Reynolds, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I think it was a token amount, though. Mm. I can't remember what the figure was, but righto. You've developed Adam Reynolds, Redfern local, Redfern junior. Um, he's been with you for 10 years mm. now. As a reward for, for that, mm. as a development, we will shave, and I can't remember what it was off the salary cap. Mm. But you're allowed to. He, only, it wasn't enough. Only anyway. 80% of his contract goes towards the Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. But it wasn't enough enough of an, of an inducement. Right. Um, otherwise, hence, he probably would stay there now. He mm. wouldn't have gone to Brisbane. Can I, last point before we move on from this, would you like there to be certain windows for player movement on I the think back so. of this rather than having the 12-month-a-year so, yes. saga that we have at the moment? Yes, and it probably is a different discussion again. But yeah. I, I, I think we should have a couple of weeks, maybe two windows of track where we can, we can wheel and deal now. Because I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it actually sort of after the third state, of, say, a trade deadline, sort of after the third state of origin. Yeah. As teams are coming in to run home, it means that teams that were out of contention, like the Bulldogs, could could sell off players that were would be potentially helpful to a club. And the example I heard used of this for this system was Josh Hodgson, who is currently rumoured to be unhappy mm. at the Raiders. If the Raiders are outside, well outside the top eight come the end of that Origin 3, suddenly he becomes an asset for them, whereas he would just play out the season at the Raiders, as the system is now, whereas mm. you could have clubs like Penrith, like the Roosters, like Rabbitohs, competing for his services, mm. and then to compensate the Raiders for their loss, they give them two, three of their best promising young players in return. Yeah, well, something like that. I, 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 I see some merit in that. Mm. I, I find the transfer window in the AFL quite difficult to follow because I'm not a rusted on AFL yeah. fan. I find it quite, oh, it gives me a migraine actually, you know. Well, the other thing with the AFL we'll is... We'll have number two pick here, well, a number 16 pick there, 48 pick there and uh, $130,000 and, you know, oh, what? Well, I think the fact that we wouldn't have a draft system alongside it would actually be a strength. I'm mm. not a fan of the draft. I, I think clubs should be responsible for bringing up their own juniors. I'm a bigger fan of that model that yeah. the NRL have at the moment. Look, and and... Well done, Penrith, for implementing yes. this, well, five-year, ten-year plan. Gus Gould had a fair bit to do with that as well. But you know what? They've always had the strongest nursery. Parramatta has always had a really strong development But had trouble nursery. retaining those players. But also, yeah, they they would leave. They would leave. But, yeah, you know, it's not Penrith's fault that they've got a surplus of talent. It's well, you only had to have a look at the weekend. And, you know, they feel, particularly second half, they feel that a team hadn't, not many of the names we knew at all, really, some of them. And they just slotted straight in. So, you know. Um, it means better run clubs will gain a bigger advantage because they'll have better scouts. They'll be looking at other clubs and the youngsters and thinking, okay, who can we pick up here? That, like a Reese Walsh that so, has flown <clears throat> under the radar at the club they're currently at. Let, let, yeah. And let's let's do another analogy, right? Let, let's put it in sort of a bit of economics here. Mm. Let's say we are a farmer and it's a produce and it's 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 apples or pears or whatever it is, right? And we suddenly have this this raging success, um, and we have got so much surplus stock. What do we do with it? Well, what they would do with it, then they'd often flood the market mm. and it brings the prices down of that stock. Yeah. So there's that way to look at it too by Penrith developing all these players. Um, 
providing some opportunities for other mm. clubs to get them. But I still think they should be rewarded for yeah. what what they've done. What Couldn't they've done. More. Yeah. All right. Uh, this, again, Daniel's been back in touch. Uh, as a Storm fan and member, Melbourne developed and brought through the Bromwich brothers and uh, Kafusi via their pathways. All three are on their way to the Dolphins. Well, hang on. I'm not so sure. And correct me, Daniel, um, if, if I'm wrong. Um, I don't think oh, part of their junior development system. And I'm pretty sure they weren't because there's only a handful of players that are actual local juniors that came through. Um, Mahe Fanua was one of them and there's a couple of others. But anyway, either way, uh, all three are on their way to the Dolphins. Storm don't lose players they want to keep and have prioritised other players in their list, namely Munster and Grant. There was nothing stopping the Panthers re-signing Isaiah Katoa. Instead, Penrith went to market and signed Sean O'Sullivan and also Jamin Salmon as halves. Uh, Mr. Brian Fletcher conveniently glossed over that fact. So thanks, Daniel. Yeah, so what, the point you're making is that clubs make choices. Um, and if they really want to keep a player, they will. Inev- inevitably, they will. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line if you want to have your say. Uh, good evening, Mark. How are you? Hey, boys, how are you? I've just finished uh, 16 hours, mate. Oh, on my way home. Good on you. Proper work. And... Uh, I tell you what, my favourite player, Tyrell Sloan, this kid is a gun, mate. Yeah. He's a gun. Yeah. He's going to be the best player in St George Illawarra's 20 years history. It's a big call. I'm telling you. It's a big call, Mark, but you've, you've seen a lot of him. We saw, you know, we saw what he could do last year and uh, burst onto the scene. Yeah, he, he's an excitement machine, no doubt about it. And there's a few youngsters coming through at the Dragons. Um I like it. It's a, it's a, it's a balanced squad. Yeah. I, 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 the thing with this young Tyrell is not just his maturity as a young man. If you get, the, if you do yourself a favour, get to interview the kid. Yeah. Or also see the podcast that uh, Jake Duke did with him. Yeah. And the kid's outstanding. He, he's just so mature. Um. And he's not going to be intimidated by other factors. Um, yeah, just outstanding. And I, I like what... Uh, we've got a lot of forward depth. They're not all at their top of their game, but, um, yeah, there's going to be some blokes miss out. So, yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, no, good. I, I like the, I like the squad um, you've assembled. So he'll, he'll be... He'll be first choice number one, you'd think, wouldn't, wouldn't he, Sloan? Do you reckon that'll be his position to lose? Oh, well, there that, that was, that was ridiculous talk about Ramsey, but mm. Cody, you know, Cody's Cody. He's just a, a kid from the bush trying his best, but Sloan's just a out-and-out mm. out talent. Well, they, they shared the role, absolute... didn't they? They shared they shared the position pretty much at the weekend, I think, and that might be a, a, a new trend that we might see this year, given the, the importance of the fullback role. You may well see, I think, a couple of clubs or more um, sharing it sharing it around, like, for example, Canberra. They've got a nice dilemma to have with um, Xavier Savage, isn't it, with Sean's nickel Klux start as well. Um, so you never, never know. Mate, what, what, what was your thoughts on the uh, Fui Mayono incident? Be, be honest, oh, look, I'm a Dragons fan, yeah, you know, but yeah. I, I didn't look at the tackle and go, oh, hip drop. I, I, I don't even know what a hip drop is. No. You know what I mean? 
Oh, oh, you know, watching the game, I know what a head eye tackle is. Yeah, exactly. I know what a tackle is. Um, uh, uh, you know, when they get yeah. him in the back of the calf. Yeah. Um, uh, a crusher. Yeah, but a hip drop. Cannonballs. You'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to really line up a lot of things to do a hip drop properly, and mm. then knowing that it's his um, sister's boyfriend, like, uh, nah. I, I, look, but it is what it is. But yeah, you know. All right, mate. Yeah, thanks for calling, Mark. You've had a long day. Um, Proper job, proper job out there. We appreciate your call. Uh, Drop into uh, the higher ground uh, late night league lounge anytime you like, my friend. Makes um, a good point there, but look out for uh, Tyrell Sloan, hey? He reckons he's going to be the best player in the Red V uh, merger, that is, merger uh, history. Uh, Stick around, keep those texts coming. 0457-736-736 is that text line. Well, we've pretty much soaked up uh, most of the show with rugby league, which is a darn good thing. What do you think up the back there? What's wrong? You like it up the back of the league? Yeah, see? See? It's morphing. It's morphing. It's it's morphing back from your late night sports bar to your late night league lounge. Mm. All right? It's slowly coming back around how it probably should be. But... I did say we're going to talk some cricket, and we're going to do that next.